Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to episode number 13 of the Basketball Card Podcast. I am your host, the 27 guy. Welcome, welcome. Super short episode today. Um, I've got some a couple of posts that I'm working on for the blog and just wanted to take a little bit of time though to, to hit a couple of few a few things here. Um, thanks as always for those of you who have taken the time to send me some questions and things. We'll hit we'll hit a couple of those here in the next few week, few weeks. I wanted to let everyone know that the um, consignment with with PWCC uh, was paid out uh, at, over a week ago. Actually, I forgot to mention that last podcast. So everything that is from the PWCC versus Probe Steam consignment episode. I think is really good and really helpful, and it would and if and if all of that information would have been available in one place to me, I would have really liked to know that. So, if you are going to use one of those consigners, um, be sure to check that out because I think I think that's a I think that should be a good resource for you guys. I hope it is, um, and I would encourage you to consign with either one of them. Uh, I had a great great experience with both of them. In fact, I will be sending a lot to each of them here in the next couple of weeks. So, uh, positive experience with both, and um, I think you've just got to look at each card and figure out what is what works best for you. So, um, take that for what it's worth. Today's episode, um, I really, uh, like I said, I've, I've got a couple posts that I'm wor- working on um, for the blog. I have uh, two projects that I'm currently working on, both eminence projects. One is the case that I'm putting together. And then the other is um, the complete the complete base set that I'm working on. The case that I'm working together is basically I have a, an empty case that I um, that I bought off of eBay for like 125 bucks. Totally overpaid for the case. It has five vertical slots and four horizontal slots. And what I've been doing is basically finding the best cards or the cards that I appreciate the most to fill the case with. And I've got eight, eight of the nine slots filled. I have a couple of horizontal cards that I'm working on potentially adding um, so that I can fill that last slot. I still might be upgrading, um, but I've got some really, I think I've got some really cool cards in there. The, the thing that you'll be surprised about when you look at the blog um, is that the best card in the, in the product, the whole product, the Kobe horizontal autograph, uh, finals patch that I was so glad to have uh, purchased um, or acquired I should say it wasn't just a cash deal uh, but acquired Um, I am no longer the owner of that I moved that actually a few weeks ago and um, have missed it ever since kind of regret moving it but I moved it to a good friend and somebody who who really really wanted the card and he made me a great offer and um you know sometimes sometimes you just gotta let stuff go I, I have to say I've let go of a couple of cards this year both that and the Wilt Chamberlain that have just after I've let after I've mailed them off I've just been really sad because they were each sort of cornerstones of a collection and um kind of feel like a sellout in some ways but in both cases I didn't sell just because it was a good deal that I, I got in both cases I sold to somebody who I consider a friend 
and to somebody who I felt like needed it more than me. So we'll leave it at that. I've been able to fill in around that space, though, with some really awesome stuff, um, and I'm excited to show that off on the blog. Um, like I said, one one or two more to go, maybe. One, one card to go, and then there may be a couple that I may upgrade at some point, but I really like what I've been able to do. Um, as a little bit of a, a preview, um, I, I actually did get into the metal cards a little bit. I've got a gold card that I showed off on Blowout. That was uh, the Wilt, the Bill Russell gold logo man uh, autograph, 101. And then I have two, two of the silvers. Um, I've got a couple of USA cards, two of the nicest patches that I've seen out of the USA sets. The, the, easily the nicest USA card that, that's showed up yet on eBay. Um, I have that one. Um, but you guys have already seen that. Um, some other, some other cool autograph patches, and I want to fill, I want to fill the last horizontal spot with another pretty big card. So, be on the lookout for those two. I'm gonna try to get those posted uh, tonight. There's, there's that one, and then the other thing that I'm doing that I want to make a post about is the Eminence base set. The Eminence base set. There are 500 total base cards. And by total base cards, I mean if you take the total number of cards in the set, 50, and multiply it by the number of cards of each card, which is 10. So there's 10 of each of the 50 cards. There's 500 total base cards in the set. And I've been able to get 15 of them so far, which I thought I had more, but um, yeah, 15 of them. I've got a couple of the big ones. Got Curry and Wiggins. And I am interested in acquiring any of the 35 that I don't have. So if you have any, I'd love to trade or buy them, trade for or buy them. Uh, please send me a PM via blowout if you if you have anything or tweet me and I will be interested in acquiring it. I've been trying to look at picking them up for semi-reasonable prices and I don't know if those days are over. It kind of feels like maybe, maybe those days are over. My $100 offers on the common ones kind of feels like that's not really flying anymore. Um, and the ones that are the, the better stars are are a lot more than that. I won a Kobe Bryant for $500. guy auto-accepted it, and then he emailed me like later that day and said, sorry, I didn't mean to auto-accept that. And I was kind of ticked off because I really wanted that card. Eminence Kobe cards are hard to come by, and as I missed the one that I had, I the gold ink is is grown on me. It absolutely has. I was looking at um, a, the post on Blowout tonight, and everyone kept talking about this Noir Kobe that looks so good, and it's gold ink. And I'm like, I thought you guys hated the gold ink. Some of the gold ink looks really good. Some of it looks crappy. I get that, but some of it looks really good. And Kobe's autographs and this stuff, most of them look pretty good. Um, the one on the on the finals tag looks awesome, and uh, the one on the silver logo man looks really good too. Hint, hint. Uh, yeah, so those are the two things that I wanted to post about, um, and you'll see those come come later today. There's a preview for for you. The other thing that I wanted to talk about tonight is something that's near and dear to my heart, and most of you will probably turn the podcast off now if you haven't already. And that is the Utah Jazz. I have been a Utah Jazz fan for my entire life. Literally my entire life. I It's a plague. It's a, it's a sickness. It's something that I can't... It's, I, I imagine it's similar to being a Chicago Cubs fan, if you're a baseball fan. 
or a Buffalo Bills fan, if you're a football fan, it's just really hard knowing that you root for a team that hasn't ever won a championship and will likely not win a championship in your life. But the franchise does things the right way, and we've been proud of our guys. Felt like we cheered for the right guys those those years as we were cheering for Stockton and Malone. As Stockton st- stood up and gave his very humble, um, very selfless Hall of Fame speech, and then Michael Jordan stood up and gave his, I thought, you know what, man? I was rooting for the right guy all those years. John Stockton was a class, was and is a class act, a good dude, hardworking guy. And for all of Carl Malone's personal faults in his early life, that guy worked his butt off to become one of the best players of all time and ended up turning his life around and became a family man and really a, a great guy. Um, and I'm just... I, man, I love the Jazz. I love the Jazz. I love the team. I love the history of the team. I love the franchise. And this week was one of the suckiest weeks in the history. Uh, I, should, I, I, keep, I keep going overboard here. It was a really crappy week. First, after Houston lost at home to Phoenix, we've, we basically knew we just needed to win three of our last four games. Of those four games, we had a road game against Denver, which we figured we could win, and we did. We had a home game against the Clippers, where we knew they weren't going to be sending anyone. And in the last game of the year, we're playing the Lakers in L.A. We knew that we had to play Dallas at home, and we knew that was going to be a tough game, considering they needed to win that game, basically, to be assured a spot in the playoffs. Um, but we felt really comfortable we could get three or four. Fast forward to the Clippers game, and even though the Clippers didn't have the Clippers didn't have anybody, they had Paul Pierce, Jamal Crawford, and a bunch of guys that ride the bench, and they beat they beat us. Like game went into overtime. We were up by seven with like less than two minutes to go, and then and I say we because clearly I'm on the team, right? Um, they beat us, the Jazz, by. In, in overtime on a step back three off a uh, crossover by Jamal Crawford right in Derek Favors' face. And it just sucked. I mean, it absolutely sucked. When it happened, I thought, that is our season. That was our chance. And had we won that game, we'd still be going to the playoffs with a win against the Lakers tomorrow. But we didn't win. We lost, and we sucked, and Rodney Hood played one of the worst games. Oh, sorry, so that was the, that was the Clipper game. Then we go to Dallas, or then we go, we go and we play Dallas here at home, and Rudy Gobert rolls his ankle, like a horrific ankle injury. Like, he's he was on crutches after the game. Derek Favors missed um, missed the Denver game because he's, because he's been hurt and was noticeably ailing against the Clippers. And noticeably ailing, sorry, not 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 against the, the Clippers. My bad, against the Mavs. And um, you know we've got other guys that are on our team that are hurt. And then Rodney Hood goes out, and this last two weeks he's just fallen apart. He had a string of about five games where he was averaging twenty-two a game. He was killing the other team defensively, playing great defense. And I don't know what happened to him. 
I have to think he got hurt. But if in the month of April, he's shooting 38% from the field now. And that wasn't the way it was on April 15th. On April 15th, he was killing it. But, or sorry, I obviously just did bad math since we're not even at April 15th yet. At March 15th, he was killing it through halfway through March. And then I think he start. I think in at the latter, the latter end, no, you know, I got it mixed up. Let's just put it this way. He has abs- he, he's been terrible the last four or five games. Just awful. And it makes me feel bad for him because I love Rodney Hood. I'm a big fan of Rodney Hood. I think he's got a chance to be really good. Um, I pointed out on Blowout, he leads the uh, he leads all sophomores uh, in win shares, um, which is an advanced stat to try to sort of evaluate the benefit that the player has on the team's wins. Um, he also is third amongst all sophomores in scoring, and the only two players that are ahead of him are on two of the bottom feeders in the league, and that's Andrew Wiggins for the Timberwolves and Jordan Clarkson for the Lakers. Hood's the only guy on that list, really, in the top ten who was playing for a team that was competing for the playoffs. And so he's had such a good season, but completely fell apart in the Dallas game and completely fell apart in the Clippers game. And here we are, and the season's basically over. The only way the Jazz get into the playoffs now is if Sacramento goes out and beats Houston in Houston tomorrow. But uh, Sacramento has every reason to lose that game. Uh, they're currently tied for the seventh worst record in the league um, with three other with two other teams. If they fall past, it's either past ninth or past tenth. They lose their pick, and so if they win. They they'll they'll move back. The only real hope that the, oh and and their starting management has come out and said that they're they're resting like five of their best players. So the only way that Sacramento wins, in my opinion, is if the Rockets really can't be bothered to make playoffs, and if George Carl just gives a big screw you to management, knowing that he's probably going to get fired at the end of the season. So what we're hoping for is Jazz fans. I know most of you don't care about this Jazz fan stuff, but what we're hoping for is that is that and that the Jazz go out and beat the the Lakers in Kobe Bryant's farewell game. That's what we're hoping for. We have very little hope. I would give it maybe a three to four percentile chance of of that happening. We're still gonna root for it. We're still gonna hope for it. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think the Jazz missed out on the on the playoffs, and it sucks. Were we gonna do any damage in the playoffs? No. But man, that team worked so hard this year, and Gordon Hayward is so overlooked. Guy averaged, I think he's at 19.6 a game now. 19, he might even be at 20 a game now for the year. He's shooting decent percentages. He's still getting his five boards and four assists. And he's been a great leader, and he's played great ball. He's also one of the better defenders um, uh, from the small forward spot in the league. Um, a lot of people have him as a top five small uh, defender from that position in the league. And nobody gives him a second thought for the All-Star team or for All-NBA or any of that stuff. And I think that had we made the playoffs and had we gotten to see the Jazz really fight against the Warriors in the first round or against the Thunder, we had a good chance to actually up until up until we lost to Dallas. We actually had a really good chance of being the sixth seed. Um had we had we faced the Thunder, I think we I think Hayward could have given them problems. Yes, I know Kevin Durant's way better than Kevin, way better than Gordon Hayward, but we could have done some things. 
as it is, I think people ignore ignore us. They they ignore the Jazz, and with Gobert getting hurt, maybe we don't even want to go to the playoffs because we need him. He's the number one rim protector in the league. Um, I know people th- think he's regressed this year, and he hasn't done as much on offense as we would have liked him to. But um, some of the some some of his game has improved, and the fact that, like I said, he's the number one rim protector in the league is clearly. I mean, he's he's our defensive anchor. He caused Steph Curry a lot of problems in, in the Golden State games. He um, he just he prevents your team from doing a lot of things that you want to do, and he can step out and switch on screens, and he can he can do some fun stuff, but. Without him, we were going to just get trounced anyway. So now that he's hurt and there's no – it doesn't look like he'll he'll be back in time for the playoffs. Um, if Even if we were to make the playoffs, it's probably a good thing that we don't make it. We move we move up a few spots in the in the lottery. Um, and so that's what we have to look forward to now as Jazz fans. So I know most of you don't care about the Jazz, but I just wanted to lament for a second – and whine and complain and just talk about how much it sucks that, that we're not going to the playoffs. And I just, I don't know. I, I think the, the, only other, the only other thing that I wanted to point out that I think is important in terms of the hobby is I noticed as soon as the Jazz lost that night, I noticed three or four high-end Rodney Hoods go up from the same seller and it, they were cards that he had listed before, and he had pretty dramatically knocked uh, the buy it now down. Um, I think, I think, sometimes we get too short sighted. There's some of us here, some of us in the hobby that are good at quickly flipping things for a profit, and so we say, "Well, I had this vision of them making the playoffs and and moving my Rodney Hood stuff then, and and, and now that's not going to happen, so I better just get rid of it now." That might be a good um, thing to do if you think he's going to tank next year, if you think he's going to have a really poor season. And that might be a good thing to do with any player if you think if the, you think they're going to have a really poor season. But the hobby just saw him in his worst moment. Right now would be, in my humble opinion, the worst time to move somebody like that. And the playoffs typically aren't a great time to move a lot of players. Because they're on the biggest stage and their warts are shown. A lot of times during the year, people see stats instead of seeing games. More people are seeing the games because they're not just on League Pass uh, for the playoffs. You can see most of the games on TNT or ESPN or um, NBA TV. So the point is that I think sometimes you got to have a little bit longer view. Sometimes you got to be willing to be a little bit more patient. And uh, figuring out figuring that out, by the way, is really complex, and I think takes a lot of thought and sort of foresight. But so if you if you take Rodney Hood as an example, you have to ask the question: Well, who do I think he's going to be next year? And and that that question is the answer to that question is what you need to be able to determine whether you should sell him now, whether you should buy him now, or whether you should hold now. And for what it's worth. Uh, mine, mine aren't going anywhere for for the moment, at least. Uh, who knows? Maybe I'll change my mind tomorrow. But um, anyway, like I said, uh, being a Jazz fan sucks, and it's hard. But I love my team, and I'll keep rooting them on. And I'm grateful for a good season. It was a really fun season. Youngest team in the league. <laughs>
the youngest or the second youngest team in the league. And we were a game away from being able to make some noise. And like I said, it was so tight in the West between the difference between six and nine. Six and nine was completely negligible. And by losing to Dallas, we went from having a very good chance of being the sixth overall seed to being very unlikely uh, to actually make the playoffs. So anyway, uh, check out the Eminence, uh, the Eminence blog posts. Uh, my wife just got home, so I may end up not posting those tonight. We'll see what happens. But um, thank you guys for listening tonight. Went a little bit longer than I thought I would, but thank you for listening. Thank you for following on Twitter. Uh, seriously appreciate it. If you have any questions, message me. And until next time, happy collecting.